What is up, everybody? My mishpoche, my chevrim. Happy Friday. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. People, this is going to be different. I'm going to break down my Yiddishkeit, my journey through Judaism. Just because I want my future kids, my future grandkids, dare I say it, my future great-great-great-great-grandkids to speak with AI Zev one day. And I want this to be out there in the cloud. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so gang, you know, I don't really know where to go with this. I just wanted to talk about Yiddishkeit on here. I thought it was fitting. I thought it was about time. I think I'll first start by telling you my story of how I've leaned into it over the years. And I want to tell you how I was raised Jewish. And then I think I want to also just talk about what I think about Judaism in general. Maybe even dive into religion. But this can be a quick one. This is going to be a quick podcast. So, and it's going to be pretty uncut. I don't think I'm going to cut this much. It all started with a conservative household in London, Ontario. <laughs> it's like a ballot. Um, my family, we didn't do too, too much. My mother really made sure we had Shabbat dinners on Friday nights, which I grew up doing up until I would say 17. Once I was done high school, I would, or even like my last year of high school or like grade 13, I started to hang out with my buddies on Fridays instead of doing Shabbos. Sometimes we'd light the candles and that's it. I'd just do a bracha and then get out of the house, which looking back, like I wish I didn't, but whatever. Growing up all through my life, we did it until I was like 17, 18. My mother let me just go do my thing. And I did that for a while, and then I, I didn't observe Shabbos at all, which is the day of rest. It's Friday night to Saturday night. I didn't observe Shabbos at all throughout school because I played sports on weekends. Um, simple as that. I, I'm i going to fill in the gaps because I'm forgetting a ton of things, but I'll jump right to the chase. I'll cut to the chase. I went to Chabad when I was a young professional. Chabad is an organization that really preaches Yiddishkeit, which is like Jewishness in Hebrew. And it, um, Chabad preaches Judaism for Jews. Like it wants to make other Jews more connected to Yiddishkeit. And so they have Chabad houses all over the world. So I went to a Chabad house because my mother said, get your tuchus over there. You're a lonely young professional because I was kvetching about not having a ton of friends outside of school. And I go and... It was so overwhelming. Never in my life had I been around so many Jews just like me. You got to understand, London, Ontario, there's only 2,000 Jews. And of those 2,000, 90% are old, retired altar cockers. Whereas at Chabad Western, we're talking all Toronto Yidden. Toronto's got almost 200,000 Jews. And so there's tons of young kids my age who are Jewish in Toronto. And that was the first time I've been in a room with a hundred other kids just like me. That's what that's when it hit me. Because I knew a few Jewish kids growing up. Literally a few my age. My paradigm was starting to shatter. I was like, oh my god, there's other people like me. I just, I just forgot that Jews my age existed, to be honest. And when you grow up around Goyim, you just take on the Goyim lifestyle. And I started to really get disconnected. And, and, and speaking with these kids, schmoozing it up... Hearing what they had to say, at one point, people started talking about the holidays and what their family did. And like, as if it was nothing, but for me, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot all about how much Nachis was in this, the traditions. 
And I was like, oh, I miss that part of Shabbos. I, I miss that part of that Chag, which is holiday. And it, it, it got me starting to lean in again. I'm like, oh, that's... And they talk about a tradition they do, you know, saying a certain thing in the morning or like, you know, a certain... Just little tiny things they do that I didn't. I wanted to try it, so I'd start trying it and I liked it. And then I would try something else and I liked it. And one thing led to another, and, and now I'm quite observant. I'm the higher end of conservative, conservative, so like some see me as quite religious. But uh, stay tuned in a few minutes because I'll touch on my thoughts on Judaism. And when you hear someone who's religious, I understand the preconceived notions you might have towards religion in general. And you might go like, oh, well, Zev doesn't. Zev falls into this category now because he's saying he's more religious. Hear me out in a second. So... Yeah, um, my going back a second, like I said, I fill in blanks. Not only did we keep Shabbos a little bit, uh, I, I had a bar mitzvah, right? Both my parents are Jewish, so like lots of Jews in the family. My sister's names are all very Jewish names. My brother's name isn't, but his Hebrew name is. Uh, my brother and I have Israeli names, but my sisters all have just very Jewish biblical names. And... And so, like, I did, Judaism's always been a part of my identity. You know what, and actually, to be honest with you, my father remarried when my mother and father split. A few years later, he remarried. So I was, like, seven, eight when he got remarried um, to a lovely woman who isn't Jewish. And, you know, I would go to Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, and I remember, like, you know, I liked seeing people's faces again, but the actual holidays just didn't resonate with me. I didn't connect with them. I didn't like them, to be honest. And to this day, I just don't like those holidays. And I remember once my father said, Zev, think about buying gifts this year because, you know, people gave you gifts and uh, you should give gifts back. And right at that moment, I said, you know what? I'm done. I can't go to the Christmas thing anymore because it just wasn't me. And so anyways, that... That sticks out to me. That was like a real turning point where I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't like doing both holidays. I just don't. And that segues into a question I get asked a lot. Would you marry someone who isn't Jewish? Yes, I would. But I don't want to spend... I don't want to celebrate Christmas. Simple as that. You know, and, and Easter. I don't want to celebrate that stuff. But they don't have to be Jewish because I, I believe that like love is powerful. If I really love someone, I'll, I want to spend the rest of my life with them. And so maybe they're agnostic, atheists, they don't care, they'll just do the holidays I like. And I know that sounds self-centered, like it's one-sided, but I am not going to compromise my sanity or compromise my well-being. I don't want to be miserable. So, you know, and, and so I think that's a healthy boundary. It's just to, yeah. So anyways, that's why also I, I do obviously prefer marrying a Jewish woman just so I can literally every piece of that in my life, because I also pray multiple times a day because I... And I'll get to that in a second. Wait up. I'll tell you why. It's not what you think. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, I want them to be okay with that. And if it's a Jewish household. Now remember, not all Jews are okay with someone as religious as me. That's the thing as well. Not all Jews want that. There's a lot of Jewish people that would want both holidays and that, like two religions and don't want anything but secular lifestyles. For me, like, I, it's one less thing to argue about when you are with someone who's the same faith just one less thing to think about not even talk about just the one less thing to think about and i like that clarity plus i just love the joy of judaism so let's 
segue into that now that I've kind of filled you in on my Judaism journey. So, you gotta understand, I always, for the longest time, told people I was a Jew of the stomach. Because my mother always told me a saying, there's Jews in the mind, Jews of the heart, Jews of the stomach. And you can replace the word Jew with any religion you want. Jews of the mind, people that love to study everything down to the word and what this means, interpret this and that. There's Jews of the heart, people that just believe. They believe and that's it. They don't study the religion. They just believe it. And then there's Jews of the stomach, people who are all about tradition and that's it. They don't even necessarily believe in what they're doing. They just love getting together and doing the same thing as someone because that's tradition. And the Jews of the stomach because the food. You know what I mean? Like they like tradition because typically it's associated with food. Every holiday has different food. And that's how it works in, in Judaism, like most religions. So, I used to just be Jew of the stomach, nothing more. I, you know, I kept kosher growing up. So, like, now, sorry, sorry. I kept koshers and I didn't mix meat and milk. We had separate cutlery, separate dishes, separate uh, everything, separate cups, and then uh, no pork, obviously, um, and, like, no seafood. So, except for fish with scales, obviously. And, yeah, so I kept those dietary things, which is, like, more than most... But I still didn't really identify as like a, a, a stark yid, which is like a religious yid or, or like a real machmer. Until recently, you know, when I started to lean into that identity. So let's go back a sec. Judaism, when I started to lean in, I started to realize how it's gratitude based. And this is the bread and butter. This is what you've been waiting to hear. Like religion in general, this isn't just a Judaism thing, but I noticed it, especially when I started to lean into traditions in Judaism. Very much about gratitude. Literally everything I do is gratitude based. And the reason it's and again, it's not like I'm just I've been indoctrinated because I really, really despise when someone's been indoctrinated and they just are ignorant. They don't even know what they don't know. I took a course with Scott Thompson. The Science of Well-Being by Dr. Lori Santos is a free Yale course. One of the best courses I've ever taken in my life. It was incredible. And the the real, the real, sorry, I just got a message. So the real takeaway from this course is that to be happy, you need to be grateful. That It's as simple as that. Gratitude is the key. Wanting what you already have, right? And so that really stuck with me. And everything she preaches in that course on how to get there, I was like, oh my goodness. I started applying these things for fun. So, so this is why it was almost accidental I stumbled across this. I just started applying these things for fun in, in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism. And I started to see the similarities. Like, oh my God, when I do a bracha, which is it's Hebrew word for blessing. When I do a bracha on this snack I got right here. I'm, I'm in essence saying, thank God this exists, that I can be satiated. Thank God that, that I'm eating right now that people are literally starving to death on a daily basis and and we can say that and not mean it but that's where i'm a little bit of a sensitive softy where like i like to get deep and so like when i say shit like that like i mean it like the gratitude every day is overwhelming and and this is the thing if you don't think about it you don't focus on it i preach this all the time i've said this on the podcast i say it on my social media platforms what you think about you focus on I, I live by that. And so if I'm doing things every day that have me think about gratitude and what I have, 
I will focus on gratitude and I will be a happier person. I will cope better and my relationships and my career will be better. Simple as that. And, and it go, I, the list goes on. So like brachot before meals, right? Brachot before drinking. Brachot when I go to the bathroom. There's, there's blessings for like, thank goodness, all my, everything in my body works the way it does and things don't open when they shouldn't and close when they shouldn't. Otherwise, I'd be dead. There's brachot for the weather, being grateful for just the weather and, and and even when it thunders and rains you go thank god for creating a thunder and the rain because otherwise these plants that give us nourishment and great health wouldn't exist and and like the list goes on i dive in, in the morning saying thank goodness my soul is put back in my body so i can experience the nachis the joy thank goodness the soul has been put in me because if it wasn't that means i've lived my life up to what i was meant to live and that's philosophy. So I'm not saying that's fact. I love philosophy, by the way. So it's philosophical to think if we die, maybe, just maybe, we've done everything we were supposed to do. Just maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we, we hadn't done everything we were supposed to. But this is the philosophy. So just lean into it for a second. I say, thank goodness that I'm alive. Because you know what? Maybe there's things I'm, I haven't finished yet on this planet. Just maybe. And actually, side note, that whole philosophy within Judaism has me comfortable to die i feel okay going completely okay going because it means i've done what i had to do i served and service according to jay shetty is one of the keys to nachis to joy if you want to experience nachis to the mamish fullest you you need to serve serve do not be selfish and self-centered give in india in buddhism they say dharma dharma give um i gotta wrap this up soon this is great i love this uh so i dive in three times a day right in the morning i i I do everything and i i'm not gonna go over with you but it's thank goodness for just being able to stand up and not in pain i can stand up it says you know i'm not bounded over thank goodness for guiding me giving me the steps forward right like showing me the way Thank goodness for giving me the strength that I need to go. Like down to the nitty gritty, all these things we don't think about. But when you do, you start to focus on it. You go, wow, every second is a blessing. And every thing that sucks is a representation of those blessings, which gets very philosophical because that means if something shitty happens, but it represents the good things in your life, it wasn't shitty. So if I drop my book and all the pages fall out, that represents that I dropped it inside my workplace because I love my job. So that represents the job I love. And if I didn't have a job I love, that means I wouldn't drop the book in the job I love. And I dropped the book in London, Ontario, Canada, which is where I was born, which I was raised, had a great life here, have a great life here. My family was like, it just represents everything. And it, when you zoom out like that, it truly brings nachis. Uh, what else? So yeah and there's literally holidays dedicated to just reflection which is amazing i think and most religions have that uh, even down to when you choose to eat kosher foods with a hexer on it which is a logo you'll go if you go to the grocery store you'll see a cor you'll see a p or you'll see a u and some change there's some k's and that just means that a jew was overseeing the process of making the food and this is one way to connect to quote-unquote a god uh, to me, God, by the way, is not a man in the sky or a father or a Lord. To me, 
God is not knowing. God is the unknown. When we say, hey, what is beyond the universe? And we say, yeah, we don't know. That's God. God is not a thing. God represents the nothing, which is counter, kind of philosophical in itself and a little um, contradictory. But you understand what I'm saying. God to me is not an entity. It is a collective. That's God. It's, it's, God is like, instead of saying, um, instead of saying the cloud or the clouds, those are like entities, those things I, I choose. To, it's like saying the abyss. It's like the nothingness, the out there, the things that the, the gaps, the spaces between the letters. That's God to me, the unmanifested, right? We, and there was a whole episode on the unmanifested. Um, anyways. And so you can see, as I give this whole spiel, I started to realize, oh my God, Yiddishkeit is full of gratitude, full of it. And, and I got to be careful when I say this, but I also like that how philosophical my religion is. As a Jew, you ask questions, simple as that. As a Jew, you are taught that the savior has not come yet, that we are not saved yet, that right now we have to do our own, we have to take care of our, our own shit. No one's come to save us yet. I like that. Um, we have to take care of ourselves. Like no one's come to save us yet. So uh, before I digress, because I have a actually I have a Kabbalah lesson real quick here. I'll tell you something. I'm not naive, right? So or at least well, actually that is naive to say I'm not naive. We're all naive about something. Keep that in mind. Be humble. Uh, I try not to be naive, and so I realize. I was a lonely person out of school and I needed a community. And I think it just so happened to be the Jewish community. I probably could have joined a knitting club, a movie club, a CrossFit gym, and I could have latched onto that community every Friday night and, and, and I would never have done Shabbos again. I would have gone to the holidays with my family, but who knows, maybe I wouldn't be such a stark yid. I hope that makes sense. And, and so... It might have just been the community I needed at the moment, in the moment, or not. Maybe not. Maybe I, maybe I really was connected to Yiddishkeit. My mother always tells a story. My family didn't want to go to shul one one year for it was like the evening services um, for a holiday. And I remember walking down the stairs and I was like, "Why? Why aren't we all changed? What are, what's happening? Are we going?" And everyone was like, "Oh, I guess we could." And we went, we went, and my mother goes, you know, Zev, I think you've always been connected to Judaism. I think you've always really wanted to do it. Uh, anyways, that's my whole spiel. This was really fun to talk about. I actually, I, I might have to do more things about my life like this, because, yeah, my future generations can maybe uh, get some chokhmah out of it. Who knows? Cool. I gotta go. This was an absolute pleasure. Everybody, be a mensch. Be a mensch and, and spread the love, spread the nachas. I wish you the best. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos in Yiddish. And for my Goyim, have a great weekend. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.